This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the Word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This Word will bless you right now. Luke 8 begins to read, and I'll read it first. And it came to pass that when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was the ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house, for he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, touched the border of his garment, and admittedly her issue of blood stanched. It stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and sayest thou who touched me? Jesus said, Somebody have touched me. For I perceive that the virtue is gone out of me. 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what for what because she had touched him, for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And I just want to go ahead and read Numbers 30 and, um, 13, 30, and 31. Numbers 13, 30, and 31. 30 says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But, 31, there we go. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Everybody say, The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. We are those people, and if we're going to understand what God is trying to say to us, we got to know the difference between next and now. Um, for many years, one of the things I even see as I study and hear um, many believers and Christians, there are so many believers and Christians who are studying God uh, many of them are waiting for the fulfillment of prophecy. Many of them are waiting for the battle of Armageddon. They're waiting for the return of Christ. And they're waiting for things that are bound and to inevitably happen because God said it would. Uh, but they find themselves always studying what God said in the book of Revelation to figure out what's about to happen next. Um, but if we're not careful, I believe as people of God, we'll become storytellers versus history makers. If we're not careful, we're going to become storytellers versus history makers. It's the same type of challenge that Jesus has to deal with with the disciples in Acts, the first chapter. 
He's trying to prepare himself to go back to heaven. He's already descended into the earth. He's already died on the cross, risen from the grave, and he's spending some time with the disciples, getting them ready for his departure back into heaven. And he's having this conversation with them. He's assembled with them. And he tells them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise which saith, you have heard of me. And he tell them, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Then he says, when therefore, and then when they came back together, they asked him, they said, Lord, Will thou at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he says unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. It's the same type illustration that the people of God are focused on what's next, and Jesus is trying to get them focused on what's now. They're saying, is this the time you're going to restore Israel? Is this the time for the great fulfillment of the inevitable prophecies? He says, look, stop worrying about the times that the Father has placed in his hands. What you need to be worried about is the things I've called you to do. You need to be worried about the things I've placed in your hand. And if you're not careful, we can become people so focused on next that we never understand now. See, now and next is both a time frame. Now and next is both a time, a time frame. But it is, ne- it is now that precedes next. The same dilemma between now and next, we also see it recorded in the Gospels, also in the chapter of Luke. This is that great parable that many of us know about the ten talents. It's the same type of situation. It says that a man went to a far country and he says, I'm going to come back and I'm going to return. But while I'm away, I've assigned one person ten talents. I've assigned another person five talents and I've assigned another person one talent and then that master comes back to that country and comes back for a return when he comes back the person with the ten has multiplied the person with the five has multiplied but the person with the one talent did not multiply anything rather put it in the ground and when the master asked what did you do with what I gave you the response was I fear you because you a stern man I didn't do anything I didn't do anything with the one talent I had because I just fear what could possibly happen if I ever tried to do something with what you gave me and what the master says to that one he says you a wicked and evil person at least you could have took my one talent put it in the bank and let the bank make some interest off of it so that you can at least show that I'm a progressive God I'm a God that grows things and when I come 
back for what I gave you. It should not still be in seed form, but it should be better than what I started you out with. In other words, many times we think that we don't have enough. That's really why this parable deals with the one. It could have easily dealt with the five. It could have easily dealt with the ten. But the truth of the matter is, most of the time, we don't feel like we have enough. We don't have enough strength. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough wisdom. We always view life and our gifts and our abilities out of a prism that is not enough. And basically what the master says to him, if you got one, it's enough. Because you can start with one and multiply it. It speaks to the mentality that we have that we always think what God started us off with is not enough. But somebody declare, I am enough. I am enough and what I have is enough. God, if God only decided to give you one talent, that one talent can take you great places. If God only decided to give you two gifts, those two gifts can get multiplied, can connect to somebody else and take you multiple places. We got to get out of the mindset that we are not enough. Somebody declare, I am enough. He also uses one of these in key words in the same parable when he goes away the master tells them he says occupy till I come he says occupy that word occupy is a military term it means to go in and take over it means to make this place look like God's been there it says build it up change it so that we know where you're from don't just keep it like it is make it different go in and occupy take over don't visit don't just walk through it and tour it occupy it go in this way well you say well Lord I ain't gonna be here long he said I don't care how long you're here plant some seeds he said, Lord, I don't know how long being tell. I don't care. Do something while you're here. He tells them to occupy till I come. This difference between now and next is happening in Luke the eighth chapter. The reason I love this chapter so much and these verses so much, when we get to verse 40, it tells us that when Jesus returned back to this great city, the people gladly received him. For they were all waiting for him. But the preceding verses says that there were people that after he cast out the demon called Legion, those people didn't want him. Many times we based on what God's going to do in our life based on who rejected us. But the Bible says that Jesus goes right to the next city and whoever rejected him didn't represent who was waiting on him. If you're not careful, you're going to base your whole life on somebody who didn't see your worth, somebody who didn't see your goodness, somebody who didn't pray not one day, somebody who can't see your gifts, your talents, your uniqueness, nor somebody who can't see the blessings of your personality. Come on, all of us got a personality. All of us are different and shaped different, but what you need is somebody who can see why you are shaped that way and be glad that you're different than somebody else. Come on, and if you're not careful, you're going to try to fashion and change yourself to be like somebody else because somebody told you you were not good enough. Just when Jesus is rejected by a whole city, he goes to a whole nother 
the city who say we've been waiting on you to get back can I say this something to you if you will move away from the rejection you don't know who been waiting to hear your voice you don't know who been waiting to hear your talent you don't know who been waiting to if you can just get away from the negativity and the people who don't value you and the people who can't see your work you have no idea on the rooms that are waiting for you he comes back and it said the people gladly received him. You mind putting that on the screen for me? Uh, verse 40, I'm going to go down through here. He says they gladly received him. Glad they were waiting on Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing how you could be in one place and they don't think you worth nothing. And you get somewhere else. And they say, where you get somewhere else. They say, where you been all my life? Where you been? You could be with one person. They don't see no good in you. They can't find no, but you get hooked up with the right people. And they say, my God, what's you from they were waiting for him while they're waiting on him it looks like Jairus is one of a part of that group who is waiting on Jesus he comes to Jesus verse 41 you see it he's a ruler of the synagogue he knows about worship he falls down at Jesus feet and he besought him he's he went after him saying hey he was saying come to my house for he had only one daughter, she's about 12 years old, and she's laying a dying. Y'all see that? Uh, she's laying and a dying, but as he went to Jairus' house, all the people start surrounding him. Now, although Jesus, uh, Jairus had one daughter, I'm telling you, one is enough to wait for the power of God. He said, I only got one daughter and she's laying dying. It appears that as Jairus is talking to Jesus, his situation is getting worse. Because while he's talking and while he's worshiping, uh, his daughter is at home dying. It's right there in verse 42. He says she's at home dying. I present to you that Jairus is in a move of God as well, but the move of God that Jairus is in is called next. It's called next. Jairus is in the move, in the move. He's in the move of God. He's worshiping, all right, but the move of God that he's in is called next. Verse 43, and a woman, while they're on their way to Jairus' house, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. It stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? Wait a minute. There's a difference here. We have a person who wants to talk to Jesus, who wants to to worship Jesus all good but that's the process called next but there's another process called now this woman doesn't worship him as a matter of fact she doesn't even talk to him before she gets her healing I got you get you to see how next how next and now behaves next is very cordial next wants to hold meetings and conversations next is a planner and next is a much slower but yet a godly process so the next time you get a prophecy and somebody tell you you next all you need to know is you going through a process it's still God he's still gonna bring you out you still gonna have deliverance and breakthrough but the next time somebody say look at your neighbor you next you need to 
know that next is a longer potential process but now it's totally different this woman does not even talk to Jesus before she's healed Jairus is worshiping has a whole conversation about him come to my house this woman is in a whole nother mindset she's in a now mindset matter of fact she just goes up to Jesus and grabs her healing read the text she never asked Jesus for anything I said she never formally asked Jesus for anything she says if you got it I can get it if you heal I can get it it and she even changes uh, 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 let me say it like this she even changes potentially the belief system how God moves because everybody believes that Jesus has to come to you and say something to you and touch you in order for healing to manifest this woman shows us that Jesus could be walking and have no intent on even saying nothing to you and because he's in the room you can grab what's in the room there are times that people get breakthrough while the spirit of God is in the room God ain't pointing out nobody but they feel it and they grab it this is the now mentality it's more aggressive it's more intentional it doesn't waste as much time it says I know this is my season I know this is my time it don't call for no meetings it don't ask for no votes it goes and gets what it's been waiting on matter of fact she had already been in a season called next 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 she was the next patient and then she was the next patient going from doctor to doctor and sometimes hear me hear me now sometimes you got to graduate from next and move to now because if you're not careful your life will be in a pattern where you're always talking about you next somewhere you gotta grab I'm in the now somebody say I'm in the now Jesus says who touched me all the disciples like what you talking about all these people around you who touched you he said no no you know he said no he said all these people around everybody's kind of rubbing against he said no this woman came and got something from me Jesus said somebody has touched me for the virtue is gone out of me this word touch is just not an easy type word. It ain't just a gentle touch. It's just not a, like she put a hand on her. This word touch means she laid a hold of her healing. This word touch is not just touch. It's a grab. It's not just a touch. No, it means she put her hand around it and actually grabbed her healing and took possession of it. This word touch means to take a hold of. She took a hold. Of, he said somebody, in other words, somebody, somebody pulled the healing out of me. He said, I know somebody did because I just lost some virtue. Somebody just took healing out of me. This touch was actually a grab. I don't want you to think she just touched the arm. It. Spiritually, she pulled it. Another word for this word touch, it means to kindle. 
in other words it means like a fire this woman didn't wait for a fire to start she started a fire that's what it means she said I'm about to get my healing I'm not even waiting for Jesus to tell me I can be healed I know he's a healer and I'm about to go get what belongs to me she didn't wait it's in the text the noun spirit just knows God's will and start walking in authority a noun grace and we got to understand that God is moving us in a time called now we've been living in next long enough it's a time called now see uh, now now like I told you next is ordained by God but it's more of a time process but now is an accelerated process and that accelerated process I got to get you to see this is not just based on God but it's based on the person this thing called now and what God will do for you now is not just based on God it's also based on the person this woman walks in a noun type faith, a noun type grace, and she's able to pull and lay hold of a healing that Jesus says, who touched me? It's the same type spirit that we see in Numbers 13. When, when, when Caleb comes back from the camp with everybody there in the camp, it's the same grace. When Caleb steals the people before Moses and says, let up, go, go up at once, it's the time. He says, the time is now. He says, the time is now. He said, let's do this right now. He says, let's go right now. It means let's go seize the time. Let's go get what God has for us. Let's not sit back and hesitate and let hesitation be on us and let procrastination be on us. Come on. Somebody yell, the time is now. The time is now. There's some things in your life. I'm trying to ignite y'all because you got to be ignited for this season. There are some things I'm telling you the time is not next. You need to have a spiritual understanding where now is in your life. And there's some things you just got to flat out believe and go for it. You got to flat out believe and go for it. This woman, it shows you what, what now looks like. Now is a chase after God. Can you imagine Jesus being with the crowd ahead of her? Now is a chase. Now is an acceleration. Next may be a walk. But if next is a walk, now is a run. Now say it's time for us to pick up the pace. Now it's time for us to pick up Step. Next, you kind of strolling, but when you say I'm in my now, that's a run. This woman actually chases after Jesus. Chases after she's in what we call the now. Caleb is trying to describe it in Numbers 13. In other words, God has been processing us all these years. He's prophesied to our forefathers. What are we doing here? Worried about who's against us. What are we doing here? Worried about seeing the giants of a knack. Let me tell you something. If you're waiting to start something because you got challenges and problems, you ain't never going to start. Come on, you ain't never because you always think there's a person time to do certain things and that's the truth the truth ain't that ain't how it happens so you got to start when it's time to start I don't care what you got and the Bible tells us despise not small beginnings come on somebody tell somebody it's time to get started the noun grace is upon us Caleb says I must go up at once 
I'm going up right now to hear that key word to possess it, to lay hold of it, to bring it in and to occupy it. Why? Because we are well able. He backs his up while he would do it now because we are well able. God has given us the ability and God is with us. And because God is with us, we can do what he's called us to do. Everybody say the time is now. Verse 47 in Luke 8 it says, and when the woman saw, back to the woman, it's your blood. When the woman saw she was not here. She came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. She told her story and how she was immediately healed immediately. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. What I want you to catch is he says, thy faith have made thee whole. I want you to understand the type. She had a type of faith. He didn't even say faith. He said thy faith. In other words, you had a quality of faith, meaning the faith you had, the faith you possess, thy faith. It's a type of faith. It's not just having faith. It's a type. She said the quality of faith that you have, thy faith have made you. I'm telling you that the time is now. I'm telling your neighbor the time is now. Clap your hands and give God praise. The time is now. Come on, clap your hands, praise him. The time is now. I'm done. The time is now. The time is now. We are those people and the time is now. God is trying to move us out of the place called stall. The gate is open. And God is moving out of the place called stall. It's time to move on with the great things of God that God has in your life. It's time for you to stop discounting yourself, putting down yourself thinking you're not significant, spending more time with God, asking God to keep proving to you that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. It's almost like what the children of Israel was doing and why Caleb was so upset. Because what else does God have to do to prove that he's with us? What else does God have to do to prove that he's going to bless you? You need to have some now faith. The time is now. It's a season of our lives that God moves us into a more of a anointing of confidence and power to move ahead I had to do the text right so you'll understand that next is still a gain of God you have sometimes where you're in the next but next is not all there is there's a time called now everybody said there's a time called now if you don't mind standing let me pray there there's a time called now and I wanted you to be aware of a time called now Many people only know a time called next. And God want to shift you to a time called now. If you follow this text in Luke 8, Jairus' daughter got healed. But she didn't get healed now. She got healed next. She got healed next. Next still works. But there's some times in life God wants to do something now. Father, I pray this blessing over this body, over the people who are listening online. That we are those people and we recognize the time is now. The time to do it is now. The time to believe is now. The time to go forth is now. Father, we got the full confidence that you're with us. And just like Caleb said in the text, the Bible says he stilled the people before Moses. 
meaning we're not in rebellion doing what we want to do he's still the people before Moses father it's you leading us into this time of now it's you leading us into this time of pursuit and seizing the moment it is you the time is now no longer procrastinating no longer hesitating it's time to do it and it's time to do it well I said it's time to do it and it's time to do it well and we praise you for it tonight that my time is now say my time is now now put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord Jesus tonight my time is now we are those people that's where God has us and God is trying to the word I want to use is induce us induce induce it's a term that's used when a a lady is past her and the daughter's saying hey if you carry this baby any longer you're not gonna you're gonna have some complications if you don't have this baby now it's gonna be very challenging for you to have it later and the doctor say we need to go ahead and induce the labor God is trying to induce some things in us he's trying to push us to this time called now he's trying to push us to our greatest hour and our greatest time and so father i thank you tonight that you've shared this word with us that we can still be respective of next but we've got to learn how to seize the now i praise you that we'll be able to walk out of here and whether we're online or in purpose with a conviction about what you are doing right now that we'll have a full consciousness conviction of spirit and we'll know what you're doing right now and we'll be able to walk in grace and walk in full obedience no fear we won't do like the man with one talent no fear father we bind fear we release faith we bind second guessing come out of it in jesus name come out of it be fully convinced that he who called you is faithful be fully convinced that he who chosen you hallelujah is faithful father we thank you that we're coming out of all fear and hesitation and delay and we're moving into the now with wisdom with execution and with initiative father we ask that as we leave this place never your presence that your grace will be with us cover us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet bless everything connected to us bless our church family bless the families connected to our church family even our extended families let favor and grace be upon us all even as we leave this place in jesus name we pray amen and amen God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you and join us again.